In the Gospel reading for Thanksgiving, we hear the story of how Jesus heals ten lepers. Let us stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed, where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In 1978, Rabbi Harold Harold Kirshner wrote a book called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. A son had been born to the Kirshners. His name was Aaron. And Aaron was born with a, a disease whereby he aged very, very rapidly. And there was no cure for the disease. And Aaron died at the age of 14 in 1977. And the death of their son caused such a, a, a challenge of faith for the rabbi and his wife that he wrote this book to deal with the problem, of, the problem of suffering. If there is a good God, why does a child get a disease like this? When bad things happen to good people, And when bad things happen to good people, we call it unfair. But bad things also happen to bad people. Um, Trying to think of the name of the gangster who disappeared in the 70s. Jimmy Hoffa. (laughs) You know Jimmy Hoffa? Well, you know, Jimmy Hoffa was a, was a racketeer and a, and, a, and a crook. And in the early 70s, Jimmy Hoffa disappeared. Now, it's believed that someone gave him a pair of cement shoes and dumped them in the river or in the ocean. See, bad things also happen to bad people. And when bad things happen to bad people, we call it justice. But good things also happen to bad people. That's one of the great struggles of mankind. Why is it that the the unrighteous, why is it they prosper? And when, when good things happen to bad people, we say that's not fair. And good things happen to good people. And when good things happen to good people, we call it Blessings. See, the fact of the matter is that all kinds of things happen to all kinds of people without any reference to what they are or what, what, their, what their life is like. And Jesus talked about this. Jesus said, you know, 
When it rains, God lets the rain fall on the land of the good farmer or the just person, and he lets the rain fall on the farm of the crook. God doesn't differentiate where he sends the rain. Um, while Jesus was alive, there was a, a, a construction accident in Jerusalem. They were building some kind of a, a, a tower or an aqueduct, and it collapsed, and it killed several workmen. And people were saying, well, I wonder what those guys did. See, I wonder what they did to deserve that. And Jesus said, no, no. Those guys weren't any better or worse than any of the rest of you. The message I get out of that is you all need to repent. You see, bad good think, things and good things happen to, to all kinds of people. Now, Thanksgiving, now we think about the pilgrims who in 1620, 150 years before the United States became independent, the pilgrims came to the New World. They were in England. They didn't like the Church of England. They didn't want to go to the Church of England. They wanted to have their own church, but that was against the law. In fact, there was a law that you had to go to the Church of England. And if you didn't go, they'd put you in jail. They'd punish you. And to escape that, the pilgrims then went to Holland. But they didn't like Dutch society, and the language was difficult, and, and the morals and the values of the Dutch were different. So the pilgrims decided to go to the New World. They got on the Mayflower, and they aimed for, they aimed for the coast of Virginia, but the wind blew them far north. And they landed on the coast of Massachusetts in December. It was terrible. And that winter was a terrible winter. And before spring came, half of them had died. When bad things happened to good people. Imagine, half of them had died and they were Christians. Now, how do you deal with that? I've heard people say, well, you know, what good is your religion if it doesn't do you some good? What good is God if he, if he, if he turns his back on you? Well, you know, if half your group died, you might think about that. But the pilgrims dared to believe through the deepest darkness. Who remembers that from two weeks ago? They dared to believe through the deepest darkness. And their relationship to God was not injured by the fact that half of them had died. Because half of them had lived. The next spring they planted, they planted crops. The harvest was bountiful. And in the fall... They decided to have a day of celebration, a day of thanksgiving. It lasted, I think, three days. And ladies, there were not a lot of ladies to feed those guys because they also brought the Indians. From what I've read, the ladies worked pretty hard. Thank God for the women. <laughs> See, when, when bad things happen to good people, it doesn't have to tear you down. You can give thanks. You can give thanks anyway. The text for Thanksgiving Day, for a celebration of Thanksgiving, is the one you just heard from the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, the ten, the ten lepers. Uh, nine of them were Hebrews. 
and one was a Samaritan. Now, the Jews and the, and the Samaritans didn't get along, but their common disease broke down the barriers between them. Isn't that wonderful? They shared this terrible condition, and so they welcomed the Samaritan, whom they would not necessarily, they would not go near any other time. They were outcasts. And they saw Jesus coming, and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and show yourselves to the priest. Now, that's what you did after you were healed. Jesus said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they were going on their way, they were healed. All ten of them. And then came this decision, now what do we do? Do we go and show ourselves to the priest? And then do we go on and see our families that we haven't been with for a long time? What do we do? What would you do? Well, nine of them decided to go on. And one, and I love it that Jesus always makes the hero of the story the Samaritans that nobody likes. The Samaritan came back. He came back glorifying God. One of the things I like to do to glorify God, have you ever given God a hand? I like to celebrate Easter and give God a hand for the resurrection of Jesus. That's how you glorify God. Well, they came. I don't know if he clapped. But he was awfully grateful to Jesus Christ. The, the nine, the nine took the blessings and they ran. Isn't that what, what we do more often than not? You take the blessing and you run. I'm going to tell you a story that I tell to my shame. Uh, but I tell it whenever I preach on Thanksgiving because it's, uh, it's the time that I took the blessing and I ran. And the Morgans, the Morgans know the hero of this story. I served for 22 years at the Peace Lutheran Church in Rogers. And, and, and like most churches, there were always financial stresses. And one year, it was really, the church was really in a terrible financial situation. And the church council was meeting. And we didn't know what to do. We sat around the table and we batted around ideas how to, how to get money. And do you remember Don Krebs? Don Krebs worked for, for the people who, who made rabbit meat. I forgot what they were called up there in Rogers. Huh? Pelfries. Don Krebs was really a quiet guy uh, on the church council. We were trying to figure out what to do for money for the church, and Don Krebs piped up and said, why don't we pray about it? That should have been my line. <laughs> and that stabbed me through the heart. Of course. We've got to pray about it. So we prayed about it. And the following Sunday, we had one of the biggest offerings we'd ever had. It was wonderful. The problems were solved. But here's the problem. 
I never told the church that we had prayed about it. And after the offering came in, I never announced what God had done. I took the money, I took the blessing, and I ran. And we do that. I did that. I was ashamed of that. But the temptation always is to take the blessing, to take the good stuff, and forget God. And we can't do that. A man was once given a, a challenge by which he could make a lot of money. And the challenge was this. The guy said, I've got this bucket of sand, and I'm going to put some iron filings in it. And I'm going to mix up the sand and the iron filings. And what I want you to do is to take out all the iron filings. In short order, it was done. The man simply got a magnet. and ran the magnet through the sand and took out all the iron filings. Did you notice the sermon title for tonight? Hmm? Run your magnet through the sand. This Thanksgiving Eve, I invite you to run your faith magnet through the sand that is your life and pull out the good stuff. Everybody's life is full of good stuff and bad stuff, isn't it? We give the bad stuff a lot more attention than we give the good stuff. But tonight I don't want to do that. I want you to take your your faith magnet and run it through the sand of your life and figure out what the blessings are. And at the end of the prayers, there'll be a time when out loud or quietly you can give thanks for those things. I have to say that I have six members of my family here tonight, our two sons, our two grandchildren, wonderful daughter-in-law. They haven't had Thanksgiving with us for three years. I'm thankful for that whole row of people. I don't have to look very deep into the sand, do I? It's right there on top. God has blessed all of us. For some of us, bad stuff has happened. Don't worry about that tonight. Run your faith through the sand of your life and find all the things that God has done for you and be sure to say thank you. Happy Thanksgiving.